We back at Sports, Black Sports 980. We in the building, I'm your host, Lost. We got D with us, Ryan with us. We got Shaq. We got Aaron. Uh, we back in here talking sports. Um, off break, we just gonna we just gonna hop into it. We don't waste no time because uh, I'm sure once we get in these topics, people gonna gotta have a lot to say. Um, Demarco Murray in the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Demarco Murray is reported that he sat next to the owner, or is Jeff Lurie, the Eagles owner. He sat next to him on a plane or bus or something, and was basically like. And we talked about it on the show last week about how he was disgruntled with his his play and his usage and different things like that. And so a report came out today from Bleacher that DeMarco Murray like secretly wants to get cut so that he can be reunited with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I don't know how true that is, but DeMarco Murray came out and said that he 100% wants to be an Eagle in 2016. So <laughs> with that said, do you believe it? Do you believe that he wants to be an Eagle in 2016? D? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I mean, first of all, I think he's seeing out that that um that Eagles offense where you're kind of running from shotgun with that read option, it's not really his running style. Like he's more of a um like one cut zone blocking scheme type running back. And when the Eagles got him, you know, he probably thought it was great. He got the money he wanted and the way that offense runs, it was a really good offense. But it was just not made for him. That offense is definitely not made for him. And he has an issue kind of running from that shotgun formation with the read option. He just doesn't seem comfortable in it. And um, the guy <clears throat> now wants to get, now he wants to leave. But if I'm Philly, I'm not letting him go because the division is some garbage. And Dallas only one game out of first place. I'm not going to let him go to Dallas and then give them more weapons to potentially win the division. You're so, not going to uh, risk it. No, no. His yards per carry is down. He's 3.5 yards. You know, average. If you're under four yards, you, you're having a garbage year. So that's why he wants to leave. <laughs> Chat. Man, man, I, I really it, nobody wants to be in Philly. Who honestly would want to be in Philly? So I don't believe him for one second. There's no way that you would be doing this poorly and want to stick it out after you had such a good season last year. It's impossible to me, so I don't believe in one second. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't believe him. Aaron? First, I think he has to say that he wants to be in Philadelphia. Otherwise, he's going to be made the demon, basically, or kind of partially the scapegoat for what's going on with the team right now, especially if they don't make the playoffs. Um, Beyond that, it makes perfect sense for him to go back to Dallas because he already got paid. Um, if they were to claim him off waivers, they would still be responsible for the rest of his contract. So he kind of wins both ways. He gets to stay in Dallas and he gets to keep his money. Um, I doubt he would clear waivers with so many teams needing to start running back. So, I mean, it makes sense to kind of bait your way out of there to get picked up by Dallas. Yeah, he, he definitely would not clear waivers. And I mean, they wouldn't let him go. I mean, this, even the fact that this report came out, I know, I know for a fact 
he don't want to be in Philly, dog. I spent a night in Philly, and I didn't want to be in Philly, dog. After spending 24 hours <laughs> in that city, so I can imagine how he feel. Um, real talk, I mean, he he in a he he's in a bad situation because like Chip Kelly's not the type of coach is going like change his whole scheme up for Demarco Murray, like. He wasn't even willing to like stay with LaShawn McCoy. And we'll we'll get into that too. Like, you know, we hear LaShawn McCoy talking trash, talking about he don't have nothing to say to Chip Kelly and all like that. They beefing. So here we got again Chip Kelly beefing with his running back. Like, what is that all about, young? Why is he beefing with his running backs? I'm not I'm I'm confused. So DeMarco Murray, he bought the this season has been terrible for him, and I don't anticipate it getting any, getting getting any better for him as we come down to these last games. Um, I, I yeah, I don't see it happening, bro. He just gonna have to just keep it moving. Um, JJ Watt breaks his hand in practice, and he's sporting a, a little soft cast or a little hard cast or whatever he has on his hand. Um, and they face the Patriots Sunday. So what does this mean for, for J.J. Watt? He said he's going to play. He's going to thug it out and just just play through it. Um, I, I know I know people was talking earlier, like this sets the stage for J.J. Watt and being a hero. I mean, well, well, should he be playing? Should he sit out? Mm. Can the Patriots lose? Are Houston going to win the game? Houston they have a chance. I don't know if Houston has the offense to win the game. They don't have. They can't score enough. I don't think to win the game. If they win the game, they're gonna have to do what Philly did. They're gonna have to score on special teams, like defense touchdowns, because the offense doesn't generate, you know, doesn't generate of scoring. And and he has to play because that defense revolves around JJ Watt. So if there's no pressure on Tom Brady, if he's doing a Brady hop in the pocket. He's gonna kill him. I don't care who the receivers are. Yeah. So Brady bounce. Yeah. They don't get no pressure. <laughs> they don't do no. If there's no pressure, now I'm gonna see how it's gonna look. Cause the hand he messed up. What which hand was it? The left hand, right? Or the was it the right? What is the dominant hand? I think it might have been his left hand. His left hand. Okay. So mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that it's his left hand, he might be fine because JJ Watt. That's his. He's right-handed, and then typically he plays. Um. They move him around, so it's not gonna be, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal for him. It's just a matter of how much he can take the pain. I don't know what kind of break it was, it was a hayline fracture or mm-hmm. the extent the break was. So if, if, if JJ Watt can't go or he can't, he's not at 100. Like that significantly hurts the the Houston Texans defense. Like he's the heart and soul of that defense. So if he don't play, they don't have a chance at all. Like at all. Brian Hoyer is trash. DeAndre Hopkins is their best player on offense. And outside of him, J.J. Watt is their best player on their team, period. And if he's not there, they're not going to generate no pressure. And Tom Brady's going, like you say, Brady bounced all day long on these Bamas and put up 34 points. And it's going to be a long day for the Houston Texans. But Houston's trying to get, they're trying to come back and get into the playoffs. They're making a little run. Shaq, yeah, they're trying to creep up in there. Yeah. You, you, you think um, 
You think the Houston have a chance, even with JJ Watt in the game? Do they have a chance to beat the Patriots? I mean, any given Sunday, you have to take it into account. But at the same time, who really has a chance with the the team that they're putting on the field every week? You can't really count on it. Um, as far as J.J. Watt playing, all he got to do is tape that wrist up and, and use it like a, a two-by-four, like he hacksaw Jim Duggan or something. Yeah, all right. But as far as any chance without him, no way, no how. Um, Clowney ain't done nothing since he got out. And the rest of the team is anemic on defense without J.J. Watt there to take pressure off of him. So he has to play for them to have a chance. But other than that, I don't really see it happening. Well, what happened to Clowney, dog? He was the number one pick. This Bama, do he have a sack this year? B-U-S-T. I have no idea. <laughs> he might just be. He might just be, dog. He might. He might just I mean, he had like one. Uh, he had that Michael Fracture injury. That's that that Michael Fracture surgery ain't no joke. So it, it may just take him a little bit longer to get back, or he just might be finished. He never got a chance even before. You say his knees, his knees applesauce, huh? Right. He got applesauce in his knees. That pretty much. So I don't know. At this point, he might not have the ability, that explosiveness that he once had. Um, coming out of college, I don't think I don't know if he ever got that back. He seems so pedestrian right now. It's like, who is that? Is he playing? Yeah, he, is he hurt? I don't know. He look, you see the dreads, but oh yeah, he's playing. But then he ain't doing nothing. So. Yeah, nah, he definitely not doing nothing. Definitely not doing nothing. So they got. So you have a Patriots team with a depleted roster. They got their second backup tight end playing. They got their third and or their third and fourth receivers and now moved up to the one and number two receivers on the team. Uh, I think Damon, Danny Amendola is going to play. I like to call him Fragadola because he's fragile. Um, his plan, <laughs> maybe, possibly, you know, are, are, they, are, they, are the Patriots, are they a team to be feared? Aaron, what you think? They, are, should, should Houston even be fearing the Patriots right now? I think Houston's going to win the game um, Sunday. Um, Gronk practiced today, so I'm assuming they're going to play that Bill Belichick game with the injury report and either act like he's going to play or let him play, but he'll be like 50% because the way his knee looked, I don't see how he could only miss one game and then be back to uh, play in the way that he plays. And without him, I think that changes everything for the Patriots offense. Um so I honestly think Houston is going to end up winning this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, but Belichick, he does some crafty stuff. He could, you know, if, if Gronk can at least run, he might just put him out there and just have him take coverage away because people will have to respect him, not really put, try to put him in, in, in danger. But, yeah, if Houston wins this game, I, that's going to be big for Houston. That's going to be big for Houston. And that's going to be bad for the Patriots. And the Colts. And the Colts. Yeah. Well, we we gonna see. So, uh, most of most of y'all play fantasy. Uh, I know I play fantasy. I'm like in like six or seven leagues. I don't even know how I do it sometimes. Yeah, my mind just 
you know, I'd be playing one player on this team and then he'd be playing against me in another league. It's, it's crazy. But uh, I like to play a game. We got we got a game coming up tonight. It's Thursday night, Thursday night football. You got the Vikings versus the, the uh, Cardinals. Um, and I mean, this is, this is, should be an interesting game. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to watch it, even though I think the Cardinals are going to mud hole the Vikings. But um, I still think it'll be an entertaining game. But uh, if you had to choose one of the players on, on your fantasy fantasy roster, excluding the quarterbacks, because I know a lot of people in that first round of the fantasy first round is, is real crucial right here. Who would you who would you play? D, who you going with? Uh, I would say Larry Fitzgerald uh, on the Cardinals. I do not believe AP's going to have a good game tonight. I think he's going to have a terrible game tonight. He's going to be more frustrated and complaining about getting more carries. Like you said, I think they're going to get... I think the score is going to be ugly. I think it's going to be like 38-17 Cardinals, honestly. 38-17? Woo! <laughs> I'm going I'm going all in. I, but I think Fitzgerald's going to have a big game against, against the Vikings. The Vikings have a very good defense, but the lack of offense is going to tire out that defense, and I, and I believe Fitzgerald's going to have a big game tonight. Yeah, I like Fitzgerald too. That's a that's a that's a sneaky play. I like. It's not even sneaky. It's a good play because he he's been cooking this year. Who you gonna play, uh, Shaq? Um, I'm actually gonna say the opposite and go with AP. After how bad he played last week, they're gonna try and force a rebound. So it doesn't hurt to pick him at this point. You gotta you gotta try something. Um. Yeah, that's really it for me. I, I honestly don't see anybody. The, the obvious choices are the wide receivers for, for Arizona. But I'm trying to pick something a little bit out the box. That's why I'm going with AP. Mm-hmm. What's your score? What's your score, Gil? What's your score? Uh, yeah, I still think Minnesota's going to lose. But I think it'll be closer, more like 24-17. Okay. 24-17? Aaron, who are you playing tonight? I would say probably John Brown. Just because Adrian Peterson and Larry Fitzgerald, I guess, were already taken. He got Bills. Um, and I think, I guess, after those two, he's probably the next one that I would take. And I think the score is probably going to be ugly, like Jordan said, probably 13 38, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Blowout city. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! It's about to be yeah, it's about to be a blowout. And this is the thing: since I'm not picking nobody on the Vikings team, I just can't right now. I can't pick AP. I can't pick none of them after they lost to the Seahawks, like they did. The Cardinals are just as good, and they got so better defense. Yeah, they're just as good, and and they strike on D. They got safeties. They, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna basically this is like a part two of the Seahawks game for them to like basically <laughs> see like they get a do-over jump like mulligan in golf like when you hit the jump and the jump go into the woods like hey, yeah let me get a mulligan let me hit the jump this is basically what this game is like they get a mulligan with a tough team and to see if they can beat them and I think that the outcome will be the same and I mean like I'm with Aaron John Brown is it will probably be my, my my play or Larry Fitzgerald but John Brown he got the big play potential. Like he can, he can take the top off the defense. And so if you're looking for 
you know, a big play potential. John Brown is, is that dude. I mean, I even like Michael Floyd. All, all the Arizona, car, first of all, Carson Palmer going to throw for 358 and three touchdowns. So you could probably pick any Cardinals receiver and you'll be good. Real talk. Um, I don't like David Johnson in this game. I think the Minnesota's run defense is pretty stout. Um, despite, you know, the fact that they're going to get mud hold in this jump, I think that they'll kind of slow the running game down now. If they get up 30-some points, then the running yards will be there for David Johnson. But I, uh, if this game stays within that 24 to 17 range or whatever like that, then I don't, I don't foresee the running game having much of a big impact. I mean, if I had to say who would have more yards, I would probably go with Adrian Peterson over David Johnson with more yards. Um, who, uh, what, what do I got to score? 38? Nah, 42. 42, 6. Cool. Good. Talk about it, huh? I'm a, a mud hole in a half, yeah. That's a, a mud hole in a half. Hole in a half. <laughs> it's a division one versus division two team score, right? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's Beltway, Beltway versus <laughs> Alabama versus Alcorn State or something. Yeah, yeah, no bull. No. I mean, I like, 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 uh, he'll call it. They're gonna force feed AP, and it's not gonna work. Yeah, it's just not gonna work. I'm sorry. Uh, moving ahead, now we got it's this time in the NFL. It's a lot of decisions that need to be made, a lot of decisions that are coming up. And so we know with these decisions, like things can <laughs> can change your whole season based on the decisions that these, these uh, next people that I'm going to list have to make. And so you, I'm going to put the, the, the scenario out there and you tell me what decision they need to make. Okay. Uh, the first one is Gary Kubiak. Should he stick with Osweiler? or go to Peyton Manning as soon as Peyton Manning's healthy. Now, I think Peyton Manning's healthy right now. I just think he's just like faking like he's not healthy to just kind of keep everything just cool. But I think he's been ready to come back and play. But if you had to choose and make the decision, you Gary Kubiak, do you stick with Osweiler, who's 3-0 in the last three games, and he's played some tough teams, or do you go back to your, your ace in the hole, Peyton Manning? Aaron, what you think? I don't think Gary Kubiak has the credentials to bench a Peyton Manning. Um, so when Peyton's ready, you have to play Peyton. If it was a different coach, um, like Shanahan, who has two rings, could get away with it. And some of the other guys, but not Gary Kubiak, who's failed in multiple places. Hanging on for a thread. He can't. He, so you mean to tell me he can't make that move? He can't. Not Gary Kubiak. If you think it's the right move, leave Brock Osweiler in. That has to be made by a coach with the credentials to do that. Gary Kubiak cannot bench uh, Peyton Manning. So, That's in other words, the big the big man upstairs got to come down and, and make that call. It has to be a decision made by uh, John Elway. Let Byron I, Scott bench Kobe and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he can't do it. Can't he do can't it. do it, dog. He can't do it. Damn. Wait, he you has, think he, you think he no can't? Name to yeah, but but if you Gary Kubiak, like young Oswald has shown, like the offense has looked better since he's been in the game. Like that's just clear. The running game has has much 
better. The passing game has still been decent, but he he hasn't shocked the world. He looks pedestrian out there. The only thing he has is the arm. So if you're saying the injury is what's leading to Peyton and the absence of arm strength, then you have to play him. Anything outside of that, can't do it. If they go to the even if they go to the playoffs and win a game and then lose in the second round, that's not enough to justify benching Peyton in probably his last season. Yeah, dog. It's a lot riding on that. You have would to you, win the Super Bowl. Would you do it? If you was Gary Kubiak, I'm saying if you were Gary Kubiak, would you do it? I'm a Peyton guy, so I wouldn't. He's going to have mm. to go out the way he wants to go out if he's on my team, especially when he took less money to come back. Mm. That's real noble of you. If he was black, though. If he was <laughs> he black, though. Noble. If he was black, though. Donovan McMahon? <laughs> bench for Rex Grossman? You mean? <laughs> no, ain't no let you go out the way you want to go out. You out, bruh. And you're done. I mean, if I was Gary Kubiak, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start Peyton. Peyton is healthy, but Peyton's not healthy. His foot might be better, but them fingertips ain't better. <laughs> that neck ain't better. <laughs> <laughs> that baby got the Ocean's Eleven fingertips. The Ocean's Eleven jokes. Off, trying to give me, trying to make cry. Baby can't even play hey. football, dog. Hey, look, he's not healthy. If you, you want to see the game, you want to see more helicopter passes and ducks floating in the air, dog, that's what you're going to get. The reason <laughs> why the running game is, yeah, the reason why the running game is working better is because people have to actually respect Oswald's arm. Like, you already knew Peyton ain't getting the ball there. Let's go and stack this boss and make him throw. So, I mean, you saw what happened that last game against KC. Do you want that down the stretch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, that was bad, dog. Especially if you get in a game where you're in a, like a must-win situation, and then this Bama, you know, he can't even, you can't even the, take his fingerprints. No. Another, <laughs> another thing I want to add to this is if you bench Peyton Manning and Brock Osweiler has a bad game in the playoffs, let's say they lose the first game they play, that could taint the rest of his stay in Denver because the fans are not going to let. They're not going to let something like that just die down. And I feel like it's just too many variables that you just have to let him go out the way he's going out, at least finish this year out, and then reset button in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, you're right, though, because it's, it's tough because he's in, a, he's in a bad situation because if you look at it, if you what if you start Peyton and then he's throwing these little terrible passes and turn the ball over, then what you going to do? You going to bench Peyton Manning now? No, you got to you'll lose with him and then you have to reset in the offseason, but you can't bench him. <laughs> That's the part. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. if you want to go possibly you got to stick with him now and then just ride into the sunset and lose a draw. But you can't bring in Peyton cuz you can't bring in Peyton and then try to bench him if he's playing bad. It's not going to happen. You have to fake another injury. Oh my knee! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you gonna have to just take that Bama in the back and just be like, "Hey, bro, I'm gonna just need you to just say, like, you can't do it no more. Like physically, you can't do it no more. Cause like, it's it's sort of like when the Josh McCown and Jay Cutler joined every year, when you you had your backup come in and not by any means is Osweiler, uh, Josh McCown. You know, but Josh McCown was frying while while uh, Jay Cutler was like out. Was. And then yeah. when Jay Cutler was coming back, everybody was like, "Young, just stick with Josh, stick with Josh." And then they were like, "No, but we're paying him a hundred mil. We gotta go with him. Like he's our guy. He's our guy." And the Batman came back, 
caught an L. And then in hindsight, it's always 2020. They'd be like, yeah, we should have went with the other way. So in a situation like this, Aaron's spot on. Like you, you had you almost have to lose with Peyton and just know like the future is Osweiler and you can like cut ties. Cause if you go the other way around, you will never get a, coach, a head coaching job anywhere because having Peyton Man is like the poster child to football. Like He's the, the respect the level is through the roof. For 10 years. Yeah. The respect level is through the add, roof. So. Let me add one more thing to this though. It, this is the other thing to me that makes it difficult. The AFC is not that good. You got a Patriots team that's banged up. You got all the other, the only other team in the AFC I'm trying to think of right now that's, that's top notch is the Denver Broncos. Like, do you want to squander this opportunity that you have this potential to go far in the playoffs because the AFC is not that strong. The typical Patriots team that's the juggernaut is beat up, banged up. You might have a chance to go to the chip. Do you want to ride with Peyton? Not with Oswald. You know. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Way that deep, the way the defense is playing, I mean, he don't need to do but so much. Just don't turn over. Yeah. Just don't. don't DLT. Give him that DLT that's sandwich. That's all you need. <laughs> that DLT do with that. cheese. That's it. <laughs> it's tough. You, it's it, tough. I don't know. I'm buying Dang. it. Hey, Kill, what's your thoughts? I ain't hear you say it. Yeah, Kill been quiet. Russell Wilson. I mean, he want to talk about Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. For me, it's it's all about if you if I'm the coach, I'm going into the the coach the GM's office and be like, look, if you want to ride with this man at quarterback, that man being Peyton, don't count this season against me because I have no control over what's about to happen. <laughs> that's pretty much it for me I have no control over what's about to happen so if you want to count him if you want him you can't count this season against me because I'm with Jawson on that it's like do you really risk losing out on making the playoffs and potentially going back to the Super Bowl for the sake of Peyton Manning's history yeah but on the other side you want to be the coach that interrupted history because he's so close to breaking whatever records he's got left do you want to be the one that takes that away from him so yeah, I'm going nah. straight up to the, I'm going straight up to Elway. Be like, look, bro, don't pin this on me. If you want him, he's yours. I'll rock with him. That's fine. <laughs> if you, you got to know what it is. <laughs> and then, then Elway gonna turn to you. He gonna be like, the decision is yours. <laughs> the decision is gonna be made by Elway. I think whatever the decision that's made, that's exactly what's gonna happen. That uh, Kubiak's gonna go to um, Elway and say. What you want to do? This one's on you. <laughs> yeah, he definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's, that's, that's tough. That's tough. Decision. And I'm tape recording that. I'm tape recording that conversation too, because you ain't gonna leave me behind. <laughs> talking about yeah, it was his nah, so, soon as you get fired nope. for playing Osweiler, they gonna uh-huh. be like, why did you do it? I'm like, young, we had a conversation. Look here. Yeah, play and play Osweiler. I'm behind. TMZ Sports, TMZ Sports. That's what it is. What's that app you use? That's exactly what I'm. Oh yeah. (laughs) Every phone call. I'm having that on my phone. Yep. I'm having that on my phone. I'm having a a wire strapped to me. Whatever it takes. I ain't going out like a sucker. You ain't gonna pin me to be the fool. Crazy. And that's why they haven't named a starter for the rest of the season. Because they're too scared to make a decision right now. You don't can't, know what to do. though. You can't. 
That jump, you got PR nobody issue wants, with nobody it. Nobody wants to step on history. Nobody wants to step on history. That's what it comes down to. If, mm. if we were talking about Jay Cutler right now, there wouldn't be any decision. But we talking about history. We talking about Peyton mm. Manning. Like they went through the same thing with Brett Favre and Green Bay. When is it enough? When do you when do you let it go? He was yeah. playing terrible, but he's breaking records and he has the history. You don't mess with that. It's been proven time and time again. You don't mess with history. So unless you black and your name Donovan McNabb or RG3 <laughs> or RG3 they mess your history all up dog nah, it's so young, that ain't bro. history that's historical there's a difference there's a difference between history and historical it's historical for a black quarterback to do what they're doing but it ain't history they ain't making history <laughs> alright moving ahead we got Ron v- Rivera now right now they're undefeated Bama's been smacking everybody coming back. And you're coming down in the stretch of the season. And and you're in and no. one, one end, you're chasing history. No. And on the other end, <laughs> you're trying to no. get a Super Bowl. Do you rest your players on no. and oh. and and oh. and and tell them to just, just go sleep in a hyperbaric chamber and just relax, eat chips and and, and get your feet done and just relax and chill out and get, get your body yeah. healthy? No. Do, do you rest them? No. I'll give you one, one caveat. If they end up losing a game on their own before the end of the season, I can see where you would rest a player or two. If they're undefeated, you do not rest your player. You keep doing whatever it is you've been doing until you lose a game or until you hold a Super Bowl. I think... I- Go what do you think? You gonna arrest them? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that arresting stuff. Well, I mean, that well, to me that that kind of um kills uh, momentum and the the continuity mm-hmm. that you have. And when you rest a player, you, I don't know, it's just you come back cold because you you know what I'm saying you lost that momentum. And that, that's why I don't believe in resting players. Play man, think about somebody getting hurt. Anybody can get hurt. You can get hurt walking down the steps, but you play. <laughs> So, so this is the only thing with this is the only thing. This is why, and I actually, in most cases, I probably would say nah. But in this case, I say I would even go as far as resting my players, maybe even week fifteen, and like have them play a half, and then you know what I'm saying, have them play a half, and then just sit them down, and maybe do that three weeks in a row, just have them play a half, and then sit them down, because. The uh, the Panthers have been winning prior to the start of the season. They had a long time off where they weren't they weren't you know what I'm saying it was training camp and all that stuff and they came into the season and they were winning like you know what I'm saying and they've won consistently since in the last year their last regular season games. It's like I don't know what the record is, but but they haven't you know they haven't lost in the regular season in a, in a minute. And I know about Con and you want to keep momentum and all like that but this game is brutal and the last thing you want is for Cam Newton to get concussed you know what I'm saying <laughs> trying to make a play like he almost did last week matter of fact I think he did get a concussion but the Batman just shook it off and just you know what I'm saying kept it moving because he like ran to the locker room and then ran back out and then Rivera was like all defensive like don't question our, our uh, concussion protocol all like that but I'm just saying, as the as the weeks go on, as you grind, teams are gonna be head hunting. They're gonna be trying like, you know, not cam out, you know, the whole they want, you know, 
everything's gonna be against these guys. And I think if you can, you know, of course, if they lose on their own, then yeah, it makes sense to rest them. But and and this is a to me, this is a different situation than what Carwell had in the Indianapolis with the with the Colts. Is it to me it's a different situation. Um and they were a different team. I think like I think they got what it takes to like make it to the Super Bowl. And I feel like they could rest their players and that rest would actually do be big for them. Especially for like, you know, Cam Newton and uh Stewart. He's fragile anyway. He's staking her. Like the rest would be good for them. But I mean, it's hard. I, I mean, I hear y'all. Shaq, what'd you think? Rest them or play them? Um, we've seen both sides of it. We've seen where you don't rest them and it didn't matter. And you've seen where you did rest them and it didn't matter. Because you still ended up with an L at the end of it. The Patriots didn't rest there, went undefeated till the Super Bowl and still lost. So it really depends on the health of your players. I kind of think doing what you said, maybe playing a half a game might be good enough. Or once you know you have the game in the bag, you bench them for sure. But it doesn't really change the fact that they still got to go out and win every Sunday. So maybe, but I personally, I wouldn't do it. Um, not for extended periods of time, that's for sure. But Nah, you can't do it. You can't. The more I think I'd about say, it, you can't do it because you're just messing up. You're messing with the flow. I'd say one thing. One player that should not get any rest might need some overtime rap to take in. That just need to stand in front of the ball machine and just catch everything he can. Yep. Oh, catch yep, everything he can. Need to be no homo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that Bama terrible. Yeah, he don't. He need to play every rep he can get. Full game, everything. Uh, Mike McCarthy, the coach of the Green Bay Packers. They've been struggling on offense. Offense last game it came down to a hail mary. Should he should he take back the play calling duties from Tom Clements? Their, their offensive coordinator or should he just just rock with it how it's been going and just hope for Hail Mary's in the last minute of the game it's not gonna matter nah he gotta take it back he gotta take it back I'm, I'm with you it's not gonna matter at the end of the day cause there's too much competition for him to make it through but you gotta make it look better than it is to have a chance of improving the team next year so he's gotta take it back and try and figure something out because Aaron Rodgers is looking extra pedestrian and he's supposed to be the best quarterback in the league and he's looking so mediocre. Andy Dalton is outplaying him by far this year and that would never be the case. On any on any other year, he's never come close to looking this bad. Yeah, he do look bad. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. You name a quarterback that's going to look good with an offensive line that's like that Swiss cheese. But RG3. <laughs> that's because he ran that read option. But, you know, hey, look, you got, you got a big old running back in uh, Eddie Lacy. He ain't doing read option. That's what 
run high through the line and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you that O line is not good. He did change play calling. First of all, O line's terrible. Dude, Devontae Adams cannot get separation. Like, yeah, DBs lock city on him like glue. Like, they just follow him around the field. The only guy you got that can get open is Randall Cobb. That's it. All the other guys he ain't just done nothing this year. He ain't done nothing. He ain't done nothing. Everybody's I seen playing. him on the waiver wire. <laughs> yeah, because the inconsistent, like, the guys can't get open. If you can't get open, I don't care what you know, calls you play, you can't run the ball because your old, old line can't block. You will have no running back. Eddie Lacy, without a line at his size, he's not getting any good carries. And that's why, what was that, last week they had two games starts and the other running back, the third string, like, getting carried. They got a little bit more speed in him. But I, I don't believe it's going to make a difference. I really don't. Cause you don't have the personnel. You got Jags on the offensive line, it's not going to matter. Yeah, I'm with you. If I'm like, I'm not taking it back. I'm letting Clements fall on the sword for all the, the, the offense being some trash. Like, I'm just not even touching it. I'm just let him rock with it. I'm just try to give him as much support as I can because at the end of the day, like, I don't want anything, like, especially in his position. Like, not that they're going to fire Mike, but, I mean, I just be like, look, man, we going to have to part ways with, with Tom at the end of, end of the season and let him go because, like, that's that's his out. That's his, that's his out. And then he can come back, and if he want to play call plays next year, then he can, or they can find another offensive coordinator, or whatever. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with it. Like you write the, the old line, some trash. Uh, you know, they just got it's a lot of struggles without having Jordy Nelson. That hurts. You know, you can't, you can't, you you don't have nobody who can take the top off the defense. You just it just makes you limited. And so, yeah, if I'm Mike, I'm I'm chilling. Uh, now, this is a little closer to home. Scott McGlewin. If the Redskins do not make the playoffs this year, do you keep Jay Groot or do you cut ties and bring in, the, you know, your own coach that you, you already had your eye on or somebody that you're familiar with? What do you do? Everybody already going to say it. Whether he make it or not, they need to get rid of him. You don't think, you don't think him making the playoffs have, have any, like, bearing on – whether he should stay or go? Not sure. It will have will. bearing, but it shouldn't, right. It shouldn't because he, he's done he's done nothing. The team is talented enough to make it to the playoffs, especially as bad as the NFC East is. So it's like an almost by default that you should be in the playoffs with probably the best team in the division overall, talent-wise. I don't see New York or Dallas due to injuries and Philly, due to drama, being better than the Redskins are. So, he should be making the playoffs. It's not even a question. The fact that he's at the record he's at and still has a chance doesn't prove that he should be there. That doesn't help at all. So, whatever. He needs to go. Gotta go, gotta go. Nobody think he should stay if he makes the playoffs? He will stay if he makes the playoffs, but he should not. He's not. He's an offensive coordinator, a glorified offensive coordinator, and nothing more than that. He'll never be more than that. Yeah, but you gotta look at it too from a financial standpoint. He got five guaranteed years. He got five guaranteed years. You can't 
You gotta think about that. You gonna be paying him when he leaves. Damn Prince's own money. <laughs> they be blowing me though with these long extended contracts for these regular running the mill Batmans. We ain't even seen the Batman ain't never been no head coach before. Why is he getting five guaranteed years, dog? That's ridiculous. You should have gave the Batman two, three potential, like or something. Slap, man. It just. But that's yeah, the I mean, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead, Aaron. Go ahead. That's the. Uh... Uh, what's his name? Allen, Bruce Allen, uh, buddy, buddy plan. Because because they were friends and uh, worked together down in Tampa, he got the benefit of the doubt. And I think a lot of people attribute a lot of the bad decisions made here to Bruce Allen. I think I don't think he was picking the players the way everyone else thinks. I think the buddy system is kind of the thing that's been killing the franchise the last four or five years. Because even when Shanahan was here, they were hiring his friends, sons, and nephews and stuff like that. And it, that's what's been handicapping the team. Yeah, they gotta stop. They gotta stop. Yeah, I'm trying to tell y'all that this dude. This is why he can do what he do. That's why he came in there and gave all the the the, the bait and switch. Because when you're coaching, you got five years guaranteed. Like, nope, we'll coach gets five years guaranteed ever. We'll get a fully guaranteed contract. Contract you might have option years at the end. You mess up, you let you go. Let the Anything. You sound like DMX mm-hmm. right now. Drop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Your joke was so choppy. I, mean... I don't know. Like, is that better? Yeah, there. Nah, I was, I was saying that. <laughs> no, you still sound like DMX. Like, <laughs> right now, too, Yeah. Oh, no. Dog. Uh, that's my man. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, you can't cut him, though. You got to keep him. He's a gun. All right, we got it. <laughs> Kill. I know you want to say something about the Seahawks. Go ahead, young. You got three minutes. <laughs> nah, you got 60 <laughs> seconds. Oh, you got yeah. 60 seconds for yeah. Seahawks. I, I, I missed here. out last week, so, yeah, I, I just need to formally apologize to my team because I treated them very harshly on previous podcasts. Um they have done a major turnaround that I was not expecting. Um, I will eat the humble pie and say that they are on fire, and I hope me saying it right now does not jinx it. But I, li- I like the new game plan. I like the new system we're running, that we're not relying on the read option. Um, Russell Wilson's turned into an awesome pocket, pra- pocket passer, and he's proven a lot of people wrong with that, that he would be able to handle doing that. Um, myself included, I didn't think Tim being a pocket passer was going to work, but he's doing it at a better clip than almost anybody in the NFL, so just got to be impressed by it. All right, that's the word from the Seattle Seahawks, um, from a from a true fan, true fan. Uh, uh, we, man... You, you Joe got a virus. <laughs> you Joe got a virus, D. What dog is that? Nah, it's Dex. Talk football. Trying to get you, man. Trying to get you. They're trying to get you. Uh, as we come down to the end of our program, we got final thoughts. Uh, Reggie Miller claims that he could take Steph Curry in his prime. True or false? What is that? I think Paul Pacquiao. He might have to say. He's on his head. 
Oh, you sound like DMX. Just straight yeah, up you do, right dog. Joe still, I don't know what's going on with your, with your connection, but that Joe is, is is great entertainment, though. I say that, but yeah. <laughs> what do we call Kanai? I mean, Steph Curry no, would bust Reggie Miller's would cook Reggie Miller. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he bust him because Reggie Reggie would be able to get into his head because Reggie was a dirty player and he was one of the best trash talkers. So he'd be able to get into his head to slow him down on, on hitting some of them threes probably. But he's not gonna no. He couldn't stop Jordan, he couldn't stop Barkley, he couldn't stop, he couldn't stop, he couldn't stop. The list goes on and on about the people that outplayed him throughout the years. Um, he had his moments in time where he was a great shooter and uh, unstoppable, and you automatically think of the game versus the Knicks, however many points in like 30 seconds to take the lead. But that's a moment in time. That's not a consistent thing to say he was a dominant player. Only a dominant player could beat Steph the way he is right now. So I, I don't see it happening at all. What a, what a, what about what about the Indiana Pacers? The the like when they had Mark Jackson, Rick Smith. They were like cooked. Verse verse 2015 Golden State Warriors. What's the score? What's the final score? Warriors 130, Pacers 85. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna go that bad because back I mean you gotta think about back then you were allowed to hand check, you were allowed to do a lot more on defense. So they're going to slow them down. It wouldn't be 130 to 85. It'd probably be more like 100 to 85. I still see them losing, though, because, yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Is it 2015 rules or 1990s rules? If it's 1990s rules, who wins? I still say it's... it's I still say it's, it's Golden State. It's just a matter of how many points they win by. They're not going to win by what Aaron just said, if it's 1990s rules. But they shoot too well to not beat that team because that team got beaten by Jordan and Jordan alone. And you have Steph, you have all the other guys on the team. It's, it's too much. They'd overwhelm them. Uh, I mean, that's all we got on, 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 the, on tab for the, today. Uh, for the show, anything else, man? Any anything else? I'm going to Jamaica tomorrow. Leave in the morning. I ain't packed one one item yet. <laughs> Have fun on that. I hate packing last minute. Hey, man, nah. I'm gonna just pack pack some swimming trunks, some some water shoes, and a camera. And a camera. Oh yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> gonna take the camera. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna try to shoot like two three videos out that jump. We need some well, new kill pics. That stop, though. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't messing with that jail, man. Y'all try to get me him down. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm like Rick, yeah, I'm gonna be out there jail reading my Bible. <laughs> Taking in the, the, the nice sights, eating the good food, maxing and relaxing all, cooling all, shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Ain't doing nothing. <laughs> but uh, with that said, this is Black Sports 980, um, uh, Black Sports BLK, Sports 980 uh, on Twitter, Instagram. Follow us. And peace out.